Hello, everyone, and welcome to All Four Downs. It is me, Ovi Muniz, filling in for Joe O'Guire, and we got quite a show that's coming up in just a few moments. But we'll take you back to this game called NCAA College Football. Yes, we're going to be talking about the game that might be coming back. We're also going to be focusing on the ACC Conference, which team will be on top. We're going to review each one with Sean and Jace. So stay tuned. Hello, one. Hey, Jason, Sean, thank you for uh, being on the show. Man, college football, man. It was like I'm missing the accent on Saturdays. And, and you know, yeah. I, I'm not really a Pro Bowl fan, but I feel like there's just something missing on Saturdays that I'm so used to. You know, rather it's games cancellation, then you're forced to see another game and stuff like that. And I, I, I got a feeling that – um. Not a feeling. It just I felt like I was able to watch all kinds of college football bouncing from conference to conference, you know. And then now here we are waiting. There's no XFL. We have to wait till 2022. And now we're just talking about what the developments that can happen for the next college football season. And last week we started with SEC. We determined that Alabama and Georgia should be the teams that will represent in the – excuse me the SEC championship that will be held in Atlanta. This time around, we're going to talk about the ACC. And so the ACC come back, you know, they come a long ways. And now it feels like Clemson and Alabama FCC. You know what I mean? Is Clemson going to continue that drive going forward? Or will be another team that surprises? We don't know yet. But first, check this out. College football game, EA Sports announced that that game is coming back. The timeline's not even there. And I have to admit, you guys, I still play college football. And, yes, I still have my Xbox 360. I don't know about you guys. But uh, if there's any football that I play with, it is that right there. Big Jays, you still got that game or no? I, I, I still do have that game somewhere in my attic somewhere. But I haven't plugged it in in a long time. I'm excited to see an updated version. I, I, I love the heck out of that game I played. I don't even know how uh, countless hours I have put into my that game on my old uh, Xbox 360. So I'm excited to see it revamped come in. Uh, I, I don't know when. They didn't really give a timeline, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, hey, they still play even online. Uh, if you go to earnitdynasty.com, that's right, earnitdynasty.com. They have that game. You can play online, and I think they also use that intertwined with Twitch. So it's amazing how they still be, you know, on the side, they're still able to develop that game. But for EA Sports to come back, tell everyone, make that announcement yesterday that the game is coming back. That is pretty awesome. But more to, to that story 
is that after EA Sport made the announcement, Senator Chris Murphy of Connecticut issued a statement saying that he will introduce legislation to help players finally profit off their talent so they don't need to face continued mistreatment like this. As you know, the reason why the game um, got disbanded and not made anymore, no more productions, was the fact that the players were complaining about them not profiting in the game. Uh, also, uh, in quotations, so EA Sports College Football, we just felt that it's the right name for the product for not only now, but also as we move forward, meaning that it will be called EA Sports College Football. So that's pretty amazing there. So I'm pretty much excited. Uh, Hector Vasquez, who is tuning in with us, I have a PS2 NCAA Football 11. Wow, bro. That's going away. I'm surprised your PS2 is still playing. I know Jason was talking about his old PlayStation saw the motor seems like it was gonna take off on him. So <laughs> yep, my my PlayStation 4 is loud when it turns on. So so hey, I used to play SEC teams because I always kind of won my games with SEC teams. Jace, what was your team? Dude, I, I always floated around from the Utah schools, Utah, BYU, Utah State. Just uh, create a dynasty, go on a run there as a coach, and then uh, every now and then switch back and forth. All right. What about you, Sean? Yeah, I didn't really have a you know a favorite team that I, I picked every time, but um, you know, one feature I did love about the game is obviously the the mascot mania part oh, where you could play play as the mascots. Um, I I loved that as a kid growing up. That was you know always so much fun. Um. I, th I thought it was really, you know, the best part about the game. So I definitely, I hope they bring that feature back um, when they eventually uh, bring the game back. But uh, I'd be definitely looking forward to that because it's so much fun going up, uh, just picking all the random mascots and uh, going and playing some football. So I'm uh, definitely happy that EA Sports, you know, has brought this back. And um, definitely, uh, I think that college players should be able, you know, to profit off their image and likeness. Um, I, I think they should have been able to for the longest time but now that they're actually you know making pushes and in, in developments to to do this I, I think it's it's very important for uh, all the college athletes out there i think not only that it's important but it also drives the fans into the game like ea sports is in the game i mean it, it sticks with you and most people don't really like um nfl man you know and then even if the nfl players are critiquing the guys that make it say why is my number you know, my rating number's low, you yeah. know what I mean, and stuff like that. Um, but, yes, it's a Twitter uh, to add on. Uh, that's Frank Cuesta and his uh, podcast, Speaking It Real. Ovi will now play the Army team. You know what? I'm still playing the Army team on the NCAA football 2014. So I started as an offensive coordinator, and I promoted myself to a head coaching job. You know, that's, that's kind of hard to do, man. Man, it's, it's hard work, you it's too bad I don't get paid for it, but uh, absolutely. <laughs> the Wildcat is always the hardest formation to execute. I don't know why, man. But uh, anyways, talking about execution, hey, the 2021 recruiting rankings are coming out. And I think if I'm not mistaken, yesterday and today was the, uh, the day for signing. And so, so far right now, Alabama's in the lead with the recruiting class. They're at number one, followed by Ohio State, Georgia, and LSU. But quite fascinating, we'll see Clemson, Oregon in the Pac-12. Um, excuse me, Texas A&M in the SEC. But USC is making some moves. I understand that uh, they didn't have a good season last year, even though they were limited to six games. 
But um, to see them actually uh, pulling some strings, getting the recruits in there, uh, it's interesting to see how that Pac-12 is going to happen between USC and Oregon. Um, uh, matter of fact, Jace, the Pac-12 is on your side of the house. What do you see on that one? Uh, I, I am very intrigued to see how those two teams uh, match up here to come. But I, I do think Oregon is solid in recruiting. They, they should retool. They they are losing some key uh, pieces uh, of their team to the draft. Uh, uh, same goes for uh, uh, USC. But I, I think USC is more in a win now type of uh, scenario. So, I mean, I guess – We'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the Pac-12. But absolutely, yeah. USC is still building, and they're they're not losing that much players uh, to the draft. So it's interesting to see the things that happened last year that they could uh, learn from and move on. And you know, I was the br- biggest critique on the USC, especially when they barely beat the Arizona colleges. So, uh, but more to follow on that. That's coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, but we'll focus on the ACC here. And before we move on, I also want you guys to take a look at this as well because this is going to be beneficial, especially during the preseason rankings. Right now, uh, if you look at it from the far left corner, you'll be projecting that is the senior class of these recruits. So Georgia is in the lead, Ohio State and Texas. But if you look at the junior, sophomore, and freshman, the freshman class that we had just look, uh, looked at, you can see how Alabama – is still maintained to be one of the top recruits. And Texas, Texas is making a name for themselves as well. But uh, Ohio State too, Ohio State's been in it for, for the longest. So if anyone is, is is projecting about, you know, why we see the same teams here and there, just look at these colleges and how they recruit. You know, I mean, Alabama, we, we could see them on top for the next four or five years. Or unless Nick Saban, you know, maybe decides not to coach anymore. But uh, that's what we got looking out for the forefront all the way to 2024. Um, but, of course, you know, things happen. And you can see underneath, transfers can reflect on changes. But yeah. expect Alabama, Ohio State to, to be contenders for the next four years. And speaking on that, the projected preseason rankings, as of now, Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Georgia on the, the, the final four with Ohio State and Texas A&M looking in. Uh, of course, all that can't change with the transfers and everything else, but the official rankings don't come out until the month of August. And here we go. ACC, Clemson, Notre Dame. That was the pass. Now Notre Dame's moved on to, to being independent. And this is what the ranking, uh, the standings, excuse me, of the 2019 and 2020 standings. Notre Dame finished undefeated. They did a very good job, especially getting Clemson to win. They were vulnerable without Trevor Lawrence. But uh, they paid the price in the postseason. They didn't make it. So, you know, losing to Alabama and then moving out to, you know, back to independent. They still are competitive. Because if you see their schedule, they play USC, Purdue, Wisconsin, and North Carolina. Those are good games. And Cincinnati, too. I didn't see. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, Cincinnati, which is probably one of the top 10 teams starting off in the season. So, Sean, can we see Notre Dame making it to the Final Four? Uh, 
Um, I believe we can because obviously, you know, um, Brian Kelly does a good job of recruiting um, and, he, and he's a great coach and Notre Dame is usually always there. So I, I think that they definitely have a tough schedule. Uh, you look at, you know, some of the teams, I think USC, uh, as we just talked about, they're on the rise, um, especially, you know, they made the Pac-12 championship last year and they bring Keaton Slovis back. So that'll be a tough game. And then obviously Wisconsin is always good. North Carolina has got a lot of talent on offense and Cincinnati bringing Desmond Ritter back. So it's definitely going to be a tough schedule, um, but I, I think Notre Dame can do it because um, I, I don't think Notre Dame has a problem, you know, beating all the – most of the top tier teams that, you know, aren't Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. But I think when they, they get to play the elites, I, I think that's really where they have a problem. Obviously, they don't show up in the big stage. But I do think that they have a chance, um, even with one loss, uh, to, to sneak in the college football playoff. It's just really when they get there, they, they have to go out and above and, uh, you know, beat the – the best of the best. Right. They losing uh, Ian Book um, as requires he's going to the draft. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see who's going to who's going to be the starting quarterback for the team. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you, man. They put themselves in a situation that their schedule is hard. You know, they could have taken it easy for being independent, but they, they're they're in it for the long run. And I, I will be I would be surprised if they don't make the top four if they finish 12 and 0 uh moving on jays to clemson uh they made it to the final four could they make it with dj ugalele that's how you uh, say his name dj uyungalele I, yeah. I like i like dj a lot um i i do think they will struggle and i think if you are any other team in the acc now this is the season to take uh, advantage with the changing of the guards from uh, Trevor Lawrence to DJ Uyunglele. Um I, I do think Dabo Sweeney will still have them compete in the ACC, and they are still the favorites come out of the ACC. But that Georgia game is tough, and uh, I mean, I, I do think they have a wall, a pretty big waltz, a uh, nice easy road into the. Uh, ACC championship game, but I do like the teams right behind them, Miami and and UNC, to give them a, a tough challenge in that ACC championship game. Yeah, yeah, they also play a powerhouse November thirteenth. Oh yeah, man, that's the that's, that's <laughs> man that game. I'm telling you, man, I can't wait to see that. It's UConn. Uh, everyone's sleeping on UConn, but I bet you, I guarantee that uh, they will make the other team. Like the best team ever, I'm telling you. <laughs> nah, in a room, no, it's it's probably it's pretty cool to see Connecticut trying to get their uh that experience, as I want to say, because they didn't have a good season two years ago. They missed out the whole entire year because of COVID nineteen. They decided to cancel their the 2019 season, so it's gonna be rough for them to uh, to bounce back. It might be a, a long season for UConn, but playing these top teams is probably going to be beneficial in helping them improve as years go on. Moving on to Miami. Head coach Manny Diaz had that team go 8-3. and three. He's been here since 2019. He has one winning season. And we're hoping that Derek King will be healthy enough to start as they start off with Alabama. And guess what else they play? They play a team called CCSU. So those of you that don't know, Central Connecticut State University is from my hometown, New Britain, Connecticut. Yeah, the they their stadium it has just bleachers. Okay, 
uh, like a high school football team. You know what I mean? And uh, for them to travel all the way to Miami, that is pretty awesome. You know what I mean? And uh, I kind of like it. But Miami got two challenges. Besides their conference, they play Alabama and Appalachia State. Uh, Jace, what would you see on this one? Yeah, I do think they they have strong tests right off the bat. And especially if De'Ara King is going to be struggling with some health issues. Alabama and even like that App State game week two, App State's shifty and they can take advantage of a of a uh, depleted Miami team coming off a tough game against Alabama. But I, I really think it's all going to come down for the ACC championship to meet Clemson. It's going to come down to that game uh, between Miami and UNC. And whoever wins that will find themselves fl- facing Clemson in the ACC championship. All right. So, hey, Sean, North Carolina, 8-4, Mac Brown. Uh, second time he's back with the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, since he's been back, they've been winning, a winning team. Uh, has a total of eight winning seasons. He has Sam Howell as his starting quarterback. And compared to last year, and what can we see this year? And can we see a big improvement for North Carolina? I think we will. Um, obviously, they they had a pretty good season last year. A couple of tough losses, but um, you know they they held close with uh with Notre Dame, and then obviously um. You know they kicked the crap out of out of Miami, so um, I, I think Sam Howell. You know he, he's definitely going to be in, in the running for a Heisman contender. I think uh, he had a great year last year. It's just I think the the record had to do with why he wasn't on there, and um, obviously he struggled a little bit at the end. But uh, they they lose their top two running backs, but I don't really think that's going to matter. I, I think their their offense is super explosive. Um, Mac Brown is a great recruiter, and he's, he's still getting some of his recruits in um, just because he hasn't been there that long, but. I definitely think it's going to be a big year for UNC. Um, I, I agree with Jace's assessment. I think that um, UNC and Miami are definitely going to be the, the two teams up there battling with Clemson. Um, and I, I, I tend to think that UNC will actually be the team, um, you know, better than Miami. I think that they actually have a legitimate shot to win the ACC this year. Um, they have a lot of talent coming back on defense too. So I think uh, UNC is definitely a team to keep your eye on. Um, and I think Sam Howell's, Sam Howell, excuse me, is uh, definitely going to be in the runnings for uh, the Heisman Trophy. All right. Speaking about that, we got Ben Finley, who was a sophomore going in uh, as a quarterback for NC State. Uh, under Dave Doran, who is entering another season, he has six winning seasons. Uh, it, it was all right, eight and four. I mean, four cost games. But like I said, those were all within the conference. Can they be able to bounce back? Well, that's a long shot. But looking at their outside schedule, they their hardest schedule is against Louisiana Tech. And you know, for, for if you want to be a contender and everything else, you're gonna to have to win out the ACC. And if you look at this, they're they all they're going against Clemson, they're going against Miami. Matter of fact, they will be at Miami, so they they got a tough road games uh, coming up this season. Also, Boston College six and five under Jeff Halfrey, uh, one winning season. He's entering his second season with Boston College. They look very impressive. And that defense is looking strong. They were getting stronger and stronger towards the end of the season. I expect Boston College to make some noise. Um, that team is going to be surprising to a lot of people. No one's talking about the, the Fighting Eagles. Watch out, ACC, because Boston College is stepping up. Also, Pittsburgh, Pat Nadorsi, 
Uh, it's been a coach since 2015. He has four winning seasons. I think he's relying on, on Davis Beville as his starting quarterback. Uh, outside conference, they're playing Tennessee. You know, and of course, the same same teams that they're playing, they're playing Clemson, Miami. You know, these guys got to knock out two two out of these top teams in order to be considered one of the one of the uh, strong universities. Uh, Jace Pittsburgh. You know, they were mostly known as the upset teams and stuff like that. You think they'll bounce back here? Uh, I, I don't. I wish I, I could say they are, but I don't think they are. Too many losses. Kenny Pickett um, moving on. Uh, their whole defensive line, that, that was their real strong suit last season, uh, was their ability to get pressure. Uh, Patrick Jones, the second beast. Um, at getting to the quarterback, but uh, they, they're losing that whole aspect of their game from last season, as well as their quarterback. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a rough year for the Panthers in Pittsburgh. All right, and then uh, Sean, you know Virginia Tech five and six. Uh, Justin Fuente, you think he's he going to get this team over over the hump and get a winning season? Um, I don't think that he is. Uh, unfortunately, I, you know, they, they had a rough year last year and, um, there's just some of the games, uh, I think, you know, Miami is definitely a game that doesn't go with their advantage and neither is Notre Dame. And, uh, I think West Virginia, you know, they, they, uh, they were pretty good last year. So I think that they'll continue, uh, to improve upon that. I think that they, uh, will go out and beat Virginia Tech. So I don't necessarily think that, uh, they'll, they'll turn it around. Um, obviously Virginia Tech is, uh, one of the more storied programs in the ACC, but um, I, I think they're going to have to wait uh, a little while longer um, up in, until they're, you know, back to that top spot. Obviously, their their recruiting isn't great. And um, I, I just think that they're going to struggle this year. But um, I, I could be wrong. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I, I don't see uh, Virginia Tech really being at the, the top of the ACC by the end of the year. All right. Speaking about another average team, Virginia 5-5 five and five under Bronco Mendehall. Uh not too success, successful, excuse me, being the coach since 2016, only two winning seasons. That's not going to get you far, man. And if you're relying on Brennan Armstrong, uh, I don't know much about him, but uh, Virginia has not had that much success under Mendenhall, and he could be probably be on the hot seat. And what could keep him away from the hot seat? Can he handle BYU and Notre Dame? You know, of course, you gotta you gotta beat and win out your 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 conference, but BYU Notre Dame that's gonna be, be a big one for for that for that school. Wake Forest four and five. Dave Clawson, uh, the head coach there, he's another one that's on the hot seat. He's relying on Sam Hartman. Their hardest schedule outside the conference is against Army, so we'll see if they will be able to slow down Army in their running game. And Georgia Tech, I know Jace is gonna laugh because I had him ranked pretty high at week one okay week one jays week one but anyhow hey, I, have- I, I, i'm not i'm not that mad at georgia i think that they're going in the right direction did you know uh betting wise they are they were the number one over team last year they always they had the best record against the over yeah. So, okay that's that sounds great i mean Jeff Collins bring that offense they're still three and seven and, that, and that's how they finish, and I won't see any difference with them then. Louisville, 4-7 and seven under Scott Satterfield. 
uh, entering his third season, only had one winning season. I don't know what to expect out of this team, but uh, their biggest challenge is against Ole Miss, uh, 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 especially with the rest of the uh, conference games that they got to play. So hopefully they could turn their season around, but it doesn't look promising. And Florida State with Mike Norvell, this is his second season. Understand that there's been a lot of issues before he even became the head coach. Hopefully this year around they could they could straighten everything up, but uh, they will be playing Clemson. Uh, they will be playing Florida at the end. So their rivalry between Florida and Florida State will return. Let's see if they could take that three and six team and turn that season around. Um, Duke two and nine. Uh, Dave Cutliffe, 2008 until now. He has five winning seasons. Uh, biggest games he got is Northwestern, which is that team had is one hell of a defense that they got there. Uh, they can't close and making it to the top. They've been they were they were ranked in the top 15. And Kansas, they 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 they've been they've been lost. But now with with COVID out of the way, let's see if Kansas can bounce back under under Miles. And lastly, Syracuse, Dino Babers. Now, we've been saying this, well, we talked about this before the show. I'm surprised Dino Babers is still the head coach of Syracuse, Sean. I mean, this guy only had one winning season since 2016. He's relying on Jacoby and Morgan to be the quarterback. They play Liberty, but is this is is this like the first coach that could be fired this year in the middle of the season? Yeah, I think uh, Dino is definitely on the hot seat right now. Um, obviously, you mentioned the only the one successful season, you know, when they had a, a really good secondary. And then obviously Eric Dungy, uh, their quarterback, was playing really well. And um, I, I think that, you know, they're kind of just still living off that. Um, obviously, they had that big up, upset that season against Clemson. So I, I think that uh, they just Syracuse feels some loyalty towards Dino Babers. I'm sure that's, you know, why they don't want to. Uh, rush them out of there too quick but at some point you you gotta you know try and turn this thing around um Syracuse football is you know should be uh at the top of the ACC or at least you know obviously that's what they're striving for and uh I just don't think that Dino Babers is is the head coach to do that um we'll see if they could turn it around a little bit this year but um like you said uh the the non-conference schedule isn't too great obviously Liberty you know is a really good team um and and Rutgers uh, we talked about it before on the show but they're improving uh with Greg Schiano back so uh, I I just think that he's definitely on the hot seat, and um, I think that by year's end he he will be uh, fired by Syracuse. You're muted, Obi. One last thing that we could say about the ACC right now: out of all the teams that we just discussed, who is your t- uh, two teams that's going to the ACC championship? Now I'll start it off. I have Clemson and North Carolina. Jace, who do you have? Uh, I disagree with you. I have Clemson and Miami. Uh, I think Miami's going to just out edge North Carolina this year. All right. So yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Clemson and, and North Carolina. Um, I, I think that, you know, obviously the Derek King injury sucked, uh, especially in the bowl game. Um, I, obviously it sucks that that happened because Derek King is such a fun quarterback to watch. Um, obviously not just passing the ball, but, you know, doing it in the running game. So I, I think that that will hurt uh, Miami at the start of the season. Um, hopefully he, he's he's going to be here for the start of the season. Hopefully he doesn't miss any games. But I, I just think that could be a detriment to Miami. And uh, I just really like what Mac Brown has done uh, to restore the the North Carolina football program. And I think that this is the year that you know they 
they kind of put themselves on the map. Obviously, they had a good year last year, but I, I think this is one really uh, they get to the national just uh, get to the national stage and start to make themselves um, a name, not just in North Carolina, but really across the country. And um, Clemson, I, I think Clemson, you know, they don't rebuild, they reload. Um, their recruiting classes are always great. So I, I think I'd go Clemson, UNC. Well, the, my problem with UNC is you, you can't get there if you're going to have losses to Virginia, to Florida State. Like, you can't have those uh, bumps along the way. And even though, you like, they're out of all the ACC schedules we looked at, they have an easier road to the possible uh, the the championship game, but they might have those bumps where they might lose to a Boston College, a Georgia Tech, one of those teams you don't expect. And that's why I trust Miami more. They showed last year they keep close games, but when it is like a one-point game, they will edge out ahead. And I can say, hey, it's a rebuilding all season. They finally got their starting quarterback. Now they can prove everywhere else. They got the firepower to do it. You know, defense, let's see if they make some improvement there. You know, because that was also another issue. You know, if you're going to go up with a blowout game, you know, a high score game, a shootout, you know, that's you could, that's a toss-up. Is North Carolina win or lose? You know, we've seen that. It's 50-50. So hopefully if they can improve that defense, They'll be a dangerous team moving in, and you know that they can hang with Clemson. You know, the problem is it's all about execution like any other game. And uh, and I feel confident that uh, North Carolina could probably do it this year. And if Sam Howell is the guy that you say, Sean, that he is a caliber uh, Heisman candidate, this is the season to do it. This is the season to shine. You don't have Trevor Lawrence. You don't You don't have to be in anyone's shadow. They gotta, he has to come up and play. So – uh, but, hey, man, good talk. I like it. You know, next week we're going to be focused on the Big Ten, you know. And I know a lot has to do with Ohio State. You know, they're doing a fabulous job recruiting. But could Michigan actually do something? Because they've been making some noise in recruiting as well. You know, I got some lists that maybe, just maybe, you know, Harvard did get an extension. So we'll see, man. <laughs> I know it's crazy, man. But, you know, sometimes it's all about loyalty. And if and if that's what he demonstrates and he's teaching those kids about loyalty, we're just going to have to wait and see. Or can Penn State come back? Or or Minnesota? You know, they, they all, they're without Bateman uh, for, for the draft. So we'll see. So Big Ten next week. Uh, also, you know, we're going to have a lot of reactions on the Super Bowl that's happening this Sunday. And a lot has to do with the NFL draft. So who's going to be the bottom 31, 32, as we can say. Um, but, hey, don't forget, check us out at hhwshow.com for more news about college football. And, of course, we also cover down mainly the uh, WWE wrestling, as well as John about the G-Men with Jace. You know, and, and Sean, you're, you're part of that, too, with John about the G-Men. Hey, this is the season where we wish the XFL would happen. You know, if man, I just wish they didn't have to cancel the season because they definitely would have started next week. Uh, but of course, we have to wait till 2022. But more to follow on that. So, like I said, stay tuned to hswshow.com for more news on that. On behalf of Clover Chris Media, Jace and Sean, I'm Ovi Muniz. Thank you for listening to All Four Downs.